Blue Wire. Think about Lawrence. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Elliott dodges the eye of this national championship win. A deep throw by Lawrence. A lot of contact. Justin Ross broke free from it. He's down in the end zone. Touchdown, Clemson. Welcome into this special edition of Press Pass. I'm Kayla Anderson alongside my co-host Joshua Perry. And we didn't do an episode this week, which would have been episode 130. We will end up doing episode 130. But we decided to do a special episode for the sheer fact that some big news came out earlier in the week. And I'm going to get straight to it because we have lots to talk about and I want Joshua's input. But the... um, College football playoffs look to, uh, in the future at least, be expanding. Now, nothing's official yet, but it's looking like it could go to a 12-team expansion at this point. And that has certainly um, raised some voices in the college football community. Teams are talking about it. Coaches are talking about it. We, the media, are talking about it. What are your thoughts, my friend? And you can get into a little bit more of the details because it's going to benefit the group of five. Yeah, and it's really interesting. Like my initial thoughts on it are a little bit mixed because, yeah, you know, sports is big money and that's why you do anything like this. So you obviously know that there is a lot of interest from the TV partners, but advertisers and viewers and everybody else that makes this make sense. So yeah. just from that regard, it's really interesting. Um, I am personally not a big fan of expansion in general, but specifically a 12 team field. Yeah. And here's the reason why is we've seen basically the same four teams get into the college football playoff. We've seen basically the same three teams win it. Mm-hmm. in Ohio State, who's had one, and then Clemson, Alabama, who have multiple. And so when you add teams to the field, I don't necessarily think it adds more potential champions to the field. I think it just adds games and opportunities for the TV partners yeah. to get involved in what's going on. Mm-hmm. If you would have told me you want to expand to eight, I still would have said that might be too many, but you could have talked me into it and you could have even come up with a system where you know, first two teams get a buy and then three plays, you know, you do that whole thing. Yeah. Um, I like a college football playoff system personally with six teams. I think you could talk me into six yeah. teams being able to compete mm-hmm. year in and year out, not necessarily 12. But what you're getting now is a system that um, the top four ranked conference champs would get a buy and then you would get the rest of them as uh, at large bids. You said it, it definitely benefits the group of five now where you can get a Cincinnati or a Coastal or a UCF type of situation in there in the show. Um, It would benefit, you would think, the Big Ten and the SEC as the two most prominent conferences in college football. And uh, Notre Dame's probably going to be in the show in a situation Uh, where unless they join a conference, they're going to have to play their way into the thing. But uh, it becomes really interesting. I've got a bunch of other critiques, but I don't want to go on too far right now. Okay, so this if you're wondering, uh, the College Football Management Co- Committee is planning on, I guess, meeting June 17th through the 18th to kind of talk more about this, um, whether or not we'll get the official rubber stamp on it, or I don't know those details yet. But we have been told that this 
expanded bracket wouldn't hit Joshua until the 2023 season. So we're not going to see it happen right away. Although this news kind of came out of the blue. I know Pat Forty was like one of the first to, to put it out there this past week. Uh, there's so many articles out there, but clearly we wanted to give you our thoughts here on this podcast because Joshua has played the game. I've covered almost every conference out there. And here's, here's the thing I have an issue with, and I'm kind of on the same page as you are. Uh, 12 just seems like a lot just to jump right into. And I think I've heard from several people that they could see it going to 16 shortly after that. And it all comes down to this. And, And you have these bowl games that let's be honest, half of them aren't worth watching. And I know for the kids, for these players, it's, it's a big deal to always play a game. And some of these bowl games are way bigger than others. But I think there's a mixed feeling within players about it now, especially when players are getting ready to get to the next level. We've seen a lot of players sitting out in the bowl games mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So I will say this, covering the FCS, I covered Montana um, for three years, and I was able to go through this type of a situation where it's a playoff situation where you're going week to week. It's, you know, elimination. You lose a game, you're out. And I will say it, it's phenomenal. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of excitement that goes around with it. But I don't know what you have heard. I have heard that some of these sites, when they start to do this, the playoff situation, these sites would be neutral. And in my opinion, they need to be at the homes of these teams, whoever has the highest seed, because that's ridiculous. If you're making these kids go to neutral sites the entire time, just because of money, like they need to be played at those home fields of whoever has the biggest seed. I mean, that's what they did in Montana. They hosted a lot of those playoff games just because they were the higher seed. Yeah. And I'll say for the FCS situation, there is more parity in FCS football than there is in FBS football. And I think that's why the playoff works there. Um, And that's how that system has been built. But uh, what I've been hearing is those first round of playoff games between the teams that do not have a bye would happen on campus. Um, And so that becomes a very unique situation where you could potentially have a team from the South coming up to the North. Uh, But there's where you get the on-campus situation. It feels like the next round after that, when the, the field is pared down and now you have eight teams competing is when you get to the, uh, the neutral, neutral site sites. games. I think that's where they're going to start to do the New do Year's think, Six. Are and you so, okay with that? Like being, because it, you, it's all about money. You know that, right? Yes. I mean, but clearly, are you okay with that for the student athlete and for just the meaning of this playoff for it to now, like right after that, go to a neutral site? Let me give you both scenarios okay. here. Okay. So let's Sorry. say you are Cincinnati, UCF, Western mm-hmm. Michigan, you know, one of these group of five teams that ends up getting in. Your first game is probably going to be a road game in the first round, and you're likely to get bounced out of there. And the reward for a group of five team at the end of the year, as they are undefeated champs of their conference or maybe a one last champ of their conference, is to go to the Sugar Bowl, yeah. the Chick-fil- or the, uh, um, the Peach Bowl, the whole deal, right? Mm-hmm. And you spend a week at the bowl site and you get taken care of. You get the the bowl gifts and you do the whole thing. And, and, and Herbie and Fowler get to call your game. 
Um, that is typically the reward. Now you miss out on that because you're going to be playing at Wisconsin in the snow, and then probably you're going to lose. So there's no real bowl type of feel. And that's what you're going to get in that second round where they'll play four of the New Year's Six, and then okay. the semifinal round will probably be the other two New Year's Six, and then the last game is going to be the national championship. You get that bowl experience. The flip side of that, though, is if you are one of the four teams that gets a bye, you don't get home field advantage at all. Your first game is going to be True. neutral site at a bowl site. Okay. So you're Good taking point. that away from yep. the best four teams that are in the field. Great so point. it's definitely a flawed setup as they have it now, and they can tweak it and they can work it so it makes some sense. But you get both sides of it where I would love to have home field advantage. Yep. But at the same time, I want to have a bowl experience. Like I want to go to the bowl site. I want to get taken care of. I want to be pampered. I want to go yep. ride the, the, the rides at Six Flags and go to the college football museum and do all those different things that you're probably not going to get to do at that point. So don't you think – this this should like this shouldn't be a rust rust a rushed process in my opinion i think the committee needs to do its due diligence and actually go and talk to former players players that aren't too far removed from college football we I don't think the, the, the committee has enough of a presence of former players as it is and yeah. we're at a point now where i am a 27 year old partner of a media partner. So they probably wouldn't want to have me on there, but like I'm 27 years old. I played in college football playoff, one national championship in that format. Yeah. I am now active in business. I am ingrained in my community, all X, Y, and Z. Yep. I'm the guy that probably needs a seat at the that's, table on that's the committee. What I, I mean, I immediately thought about you because I feel like your voice just because of what you've done and, and how you've done it after your college career would go a long way. And I, I just don't know how much they have. I think there's one there. spot that they reserve on the committee for a former, a former player, like specifically, okay. and then you might get some of the athletic directors that cycle on and off yeah. that were former players, but they played too long ago. Like the, the voice that needs to be on there is the, the young voice of somebody who actually played in the college football playoff format. Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing that I have to bring up. You were an athlete. You go through the grind. You know what these seasons are like. Are you okay? Is the student athlete, these players, are they okay with something like this where they could be playing more games? There's a lot more put on them, you know, a lot more strain on the body. Um, there's just a lot more to this when you're expanding things because, yeah, that's fine and great. Like, I think a lot of people like the this type of system. Um, and more involvement from some of these other teams and getting an opportunity. But when it comes down to it, it's these players that are out there sacrificing, you know, their bodies, they're putting everything out there on the line. And then at the same time, we're still getting Mark Emmerich, who has an issue right. with pay for play. Right. I mean, to me, like, what are we doing here, folks? Like, you want to expand this, but then we still have like issues with name image and likeness why is yeah. this even a thing like it's it should be going up then it shouldn't even be a conversation if this is approved okay so that's the bigger point for me is the delineation between student athlete and that paradigm from the past and what it is today mm -hmm. it, you can i don't care about playing extra games you've talked about the fcs they do it a lot of players aspire to play in the nfl it's a 17 game regular season now plus postseason like let's stop talking about strain on bodies. It's totally fine. 
but this is where it becomes problem problematic for me is there the what it sounds like is they still plan to play those first round games when they would typically play bowl games so around that right. january 1 date yeah so these players would be doing conference championship games likely during their finals week yeah then they would not be able to go home on the holiday for an extended period of time they'd be on campus practicing sure. the coaches will probably send them home for a little bit and then they'll reconvene at the bowl site yeah and then they're going to play new year's day they're probably going back to school that very next week and then you're expecting them to play potentially three more games into the semester that's where I start to question this student-athlete paradigm. Yeah. These kids are not students. They are athletes. They're and let's just start treating them yes. like it. Yes. And that means name, image, and likeness. We're not even asking the schools to pay them. We're just asking the schools to let them capitalize off yes. their name, image, and likeness. Yes. We probably need to restructure the, the relationship between academics and athletics. And what I mean by that, and I actually talked about this on 97.1 The Fan with Bo Bishop this week as I yep. was filling in for James Laurinaitis. You can in catch Columbus, him in Columbus if you're wondering. Nine to noon. Um, yep. There needs to be a football major. And the reason I say this, my older brother was a music major at Ohio State. He went on to Cal State Long Beach. He studied music there. He teaches music. He's a musician. How many players play football, mm -hmm. then they go on for their career to play a little bit more football, yeah. and then at some point in their career, they circle back and they become a football coach or they become a football administrator or they become yeah. a football analyst, a member of the media, or they work in the salary cap department or in scouting or in uh, ad sales for some of these athletic companies or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You can make sports, like just literally like the sport they play into a major and you get credit yeah. for showing up to practice and you get credit for working out. And I get credit for post-game interviews and Jerry Emig can grade my responses and how I handled myself with the media. That can be a class that you can grade. The final can literally be like doing a post-game presser at yeah. the Big Ten Conference Championship game. What I'm getting at is we're past the point right now, and especially with the expansion of using this term student-athlete, it doesn't make a damn bit of sense in 2021 to still use that term. And we need to reshape the whole paradigm of college athletics in revenue sports. And that's why I think it's funny that all of this just busts on the seam all of a sudden that we're talking about a, a 12 team okay. expansion. There was no, we, we didn't, I mean, I know we've been talking about Joshua, but it's not something that we were like, okay, the ball's going to start moving you know now. Can we not figure out any of this other stuff before? Isn't that but kind you know, of important? It's not. And the, the only reason this is happening right now, and they're trying to get this done so it can happen in two years, is because so many people, so many athletic departments are ass out right now I, that's, you're exactly, in terms of finances. You're they right on. have no money. They made no money. They yep. couldn't sell any tickets. They couldn't have anybody anywhere near the athletic department. They had to furlough employees. Yep. They had to potentially cut sports programs. They don't have cash. And this is one of the quickest and easiest ways to infuse cash back into these athletic departments. They had their projections. They didn't make the money. Now they're behind the eight ball. What do we do? Let's add more games. Let's get a bigger TV buy. Let's get more sponsors. Let's put some money into this deal. Split it up between the teams, and then we can rebalance our budgets. The, I'm, I'm convinced... It's that's the only reason why it's happening right now. It's incredible to me that, 
and and I say this about just everything in the world right now. And I know I don't want to go off on like a TED talk, but here's <laughs> the thing. I mean, everything is all about the individual, about you know the the bigger company. It it it's not about all the people that are working for those companies or for those people, the people that are actually doing the work. Like yeah, it's now they're about. No, and and it gets worse. It's getting worse though. Like so this I, is a prime example of that because these players are the ones that are going to have to go out there and do the work. Yeah. They're the ones that yeah. are going to have to change yeah. everything. It's yeah. not. It's not the the people at the top. They're just going to so, sit back and be like, "Let's collect up the moolah here." I had that conversation. I'm I'm going to do the damn TED talk right now uh, with my family <laughs> earlier hey. today. Hey, and uh, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> And so we're talking about Chipotle raising their prices. It said it's a, a price hike of 4%. I'm like, oh, 4% yeah. is, is not a significant amount of money on an $8 burrito. But they're doing it so they can attract employees at $15 an hour. They want to attract and retain employees because yep. there is this thing going on within the restaurant industry where folks said, I'm not doing this work for as little as you pay me anymore. I can find something else You're that's done. easier to do for the same amount of money, yep. or I can yep. find something else that's going to pay me more money. That's mm -hmm. probably the same difficulty le le level. And I would be comfortable doing either or And companies now are in like, you can look and there are people being quoted as saying, it's crazy that we have to pay people to come to work. And the reason they say that is because they are so used to giving people crumbs and those people are accepting it. And now we're at a point where people are so hungry, they can't eat crumbs anymore. They have yeah. to go somewhere that can sustain them. Yep. And I have a feeling that as we start to add and we start to add and we start, it, it's already been monetized, monetized and commodified. But as this progress continues Student athletes are going to continue to push back. We saw what the ladies did at the NCAA tournament. They weren't feeling that. We saw the, the player empowerment movement over the college football season for safer COVID protocols. Some were advocating, you, you let us make the decision on if we want to play ball, and then we're going to tell you what yep. needs to happen for us yep. to feel comfortable to play. This is not done yet. It's not over. And these next steps, we're supposed to be talking about just a, a playoff, but this has all the implications we're talking about because now there is a class of people yep. in this equation, the players that have been left behind that will continue to be left behind. And there's going to come a tipping point where they do something about it. Coaches are getting yep. paid like crazy. Yep. Facilities are going crazy. Athletic directors getting paid tons of money. The bowls oh, get bucks. richer and richer and richer every year. I work for a TV network. You do as well. You know how this thing goes. The more yeah. eyeballs you get, the more money everybody gets paid. Yeah. The players are going to stand up at some point because this is starting to get a little bit too crazy. Yeah. Have you, real quickly before we wrap things up, have you talked to any players, any current players, and picked their brains about this possible scenario? You know, it's interesting because I was around like five or six current Ohio State guys this year, and or I mean today. Um, current on the roster. And I just, I decided not to ask them because I, sure. I didn't know if they had had enough time to sure. really think about and consider what's going on. Yeah. Um, that time is going to come and I'm yeah. going to have those conversations and I'd be curious to hear what they say. Yeah. I think a lot of them are, in Ohio State's a weird place to ask the question because they're probably okay with the status quo. They get in a lot. Exactly. But I, I also, I have a feeling that these guys are going to say, yeah, I like it, but and I'm curious right. what the butt is going to be. Well, when you get those answers, 
we'll definitely share them here on the podcast because this is just getting started. This is just starting to heat up. We just wanted to do a bonus episode because we thought it's a great talking point. People want to hear different opinions on it. I wanted to give you Joshua's opinions because he is somebody that I think is very well respected. He's in the business right now in the media, but he's played the game as well. So here's the thing before we wrap up. If the college football playoff management committee agrees to the 12-team model during the meetings in Chicago this next week, um, it would then be presented to the 11 presidents and chancellors who make up the college football playoffs board of managers at a meeting in Dallas on June 22nd. So there's still a, a couple more things to do before we get this approved. Um, but like Joshua sh- said, even if it's approved, there's going to be an interesting amount of uh, backlash and, and maybe it's not as bad as we think, but I don't think it just stops there. I don't think it's as simple as just like it's done. It's a done deal. Um, yeah. So it, it, it will be interesting to continue to follow this. Any, any, um, I guess, final thoughts, Joshua, before we wrap up this bonus episode. Yeah, I my final thoughts are this. I I think that expansion can be fun. Like sure. growing the field will definitely be fun for somebody like me who's really in tune to college football. Yeah. I think it takes a lot of the traditions that we as sports people are used to, which is difficult because we learned over a, a pandemic year when our sports aren't right, it's not the same. Right. Um, but I think this is also a signal of the changing of the guard in revenue sports because we have this coupled with name image and likeness coupled with free transfer this is literally becoming a mini version of a professional league it is and as we step into (laughs) these waters i'm very curious to see what other changes come along whether it's at the administrative level or whether it's players pushing for it but but this landscape it's very unique i'm excited about it because i want to see how it plays out but definitely different than what we're used to well we appreciate you guys tuning in for this bonus episode of press pass we'll be back uh, at our regular scheduled time in the near future but we wanted to again get this out hopefully you guys enjoyed learned something new and have a great rest of your week